Russia reveals the results of phases one and two of its clinical trials to erase doubts over its COVID-19 vaccine. India records its highest single-day jump in COVID-19 cases. And scores of protesters detained in Belarus following mass demonstrations calling for President Alexander Lukashenko's resignation. Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Thanks for joining us. A disturbing trend in India as it is set to surpass Brazil for the second most COVID-19 cases in the world. But first, Russia reveals more details on what could be the world's first COVID-19 vaccine. Russia divulging the phase one and two clinical results of Sputnik V in the Western magazine, The Lancet. Kirill Dimitriev, the CEO of the Russian direct investment fund behind the vaccine hopes this will settle all doubts over Sputnik V as other experts were supposedly satisfied with the results. Dimitriev adds they will soon send the results to the World Health Organization. Has answered all of the questions that the West has asked before, including by publishing uh, these results in the Lancet magazine. And I'll just highlight some of the results. So, first of all, there were no significant side effects for any of the participants. So, there were questions when will results be published? We published in the top Western magazine. We're showing great results. You know, Russia is the only one who have a registered vaccine out there. And we have answered questions, for example, will you do post-registration trials? And the answer is yes. Yes, definitely. We sent results, our health minister to WHO. We had a number of very productive conversations with WHO uh, this week. Uh, we will be applying fully for WHO processes for prequalification of the vaccine. The Russian firm adds clinical trials for the COVID-19 vaccine in other parts of the world may begin this month, while vaccine distribution may start in November. The Philippines is among the countries being eyed for clinical trials. We are very eager to start our clinical trials in Philippines. Uh, we believe that it's possible to start them this month. Uh, we are in touch with your health ministry. We will be supplying our vaccine to several countries already in November of this year. So this is, you know, our expectation and it's up to regulators in different countries. How do they approach this? By the end of October, we'll have really lots of data on around 40,000 people in post-registration trials. India sees another record surge of 90,632 COVID-19 cases as infections spread to smaller cities and rural areas. More than one million cases have been detected in India in less than two weeks. Infections in the country have reached 4.1 million and it's on track to pass Brazil today as the second most affected country by total cases. Medical experts say case numbers have surged due to increased testing and the easing of restrictions and public movement. Security forces in Belarus detained scores of protesters as authorities launch a crackdown on mass demonstrations against President Alexander Lukashenko. An estimated 100,000 people marched through Minsk on Sunday, calling on the president to step down. Protests also took place in other major cities. Police and army troops blocked off the center of the capital, 
but demonstrators marched to the outskirts of the Palace of Independence instead. The protests have shown no signs of waning nearly a month after an election that the opposition says was rigged. Lukashenko, who has been in power since 1994, has rejected calls for new elections. In Hong Kong, nearly 300 were arrested after demonstrators took to the streets to oppose the postponement of legislative elections. The territory's leader, Carrie Lam, moved the September 16 election by a year due to a spike in COVID-19 cases. The government insists there's no political motive behind the delay. The move dealt a blow to the pro-democracy opposition, which hoped to win a historic majority. Only half of the seats in the council are directly elected. The other half are appointed members who mostly support Beijing. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson sets October 15 as the deadline for a post-Brexit trade agreement with the European Union. He says there needs to be an agreement by then if it will be in force by the end of this year. Otherwise, Johnson says he does not see a free trade deal with the bloc. The eighth round of Brexit deal negotiations will begin this week. British Foreign Minister Dominic Robb says the issues have been narrowed down to two outstanding bones of contention, access to Britain's fishing waters and state aid to industries. Well, I think it's there for the taking. Um, this week the negotiations will be really important. Um, all the UK is asking for is to be treated like any other country in free trade negotiations. Um, no other country would accept being bound by or controlled by the EU's rules or indeed in their relations with any other country. Indeed, the EU wouldn't accept it in relation to us. I think that's just straightforward point of principle. If talks fail, Johnson says Britain will have an Australian-style deal with the EU. Australia trades with the bloc under World Trade Organization rules and tariffs. The Philippine Central Bank shifts from passive to active gold trading. Central Bank Governor Ben Diokno cites the continued spike in gold prices, saying the monetary authority has to be opportunistic. The central bank only buys gold from domestic miners and sells them internationally. A 2019 law exempts the sale of gold from small-scale miners to the Philippine Central Bank from taxes to encourage the trade. We have more than the gold that we need at, at, at the present time. When I took over at BSP, the price of gold was around $1,400 US dollars per ounce. Mm -hmm. Now it's hitting around 1,900 or 2,000. And I said, why are we not trading? And they said, that was the policy. They, pass, they call it passive policy. Mm -hmm. And so I said, why don't we actively trade now? Considering that our estimate is that the, our gold holdings at the moment is more than the optimal. Well, nickel prices are also heading higher. Fitch Solutions' Sabrin Chaudhary says China's economic recovery will more than offset any weakness in demand for the industrial metals since Beijing is the world's largest nickel consumer. The Philippines, which is the second largest exporter of nickel ore globally, stands to benefit. The largest uh, imports um, of nickel mm -hmm. ore into China come from the Philippines. So yes, there will there are uh, some new projects uh, in Australia as well as uh, Canada and the U.S. But Philippines is also uh, the closest in terms of proximity to China, so shipping costs are also low. 
So, um, yeah, going forward, uh, most of uh, the market control will be by the Philippines. The Philippine Education Department introducing a new curriculum for students in the opening of public schools next month. Education Secretary Leonor Breones says the health literacy curriculum will tackle not only physical and mental health, but also topics related to the environment, gender issues, and climate change. She adds they have been conducting mental and psychosocial counseling for learners, teachers, and parents since July. Gumagawa pa tayo ng mga dry runs, so napaka uh, bigat ng uh, hinaharap at mga challenges, pero very exciting naman. Kaya uh, itong uh, psychosocial counseling na ginagawa natin, uh, hindi lamang para sa learners, kasi on record isa out of 24 million ka mga enrollees ngayon, more than 24 million ka mga bata. At ayaw natin yan na uh, uh, magkaroon ng mga dagdag pang mga insidente. Kaya harapin natin yung mga anxieties, yung mga fears, at saka yung misinformation. Beloved film icon Marichu Vera Perez Maceda has passed away. She was 77. Her family says Maceda died of kidney and heart disease complications, which she has been dealing with or she had been dealing with since 2018. Fondly called Manai Ichu by colleagues, Maceda was a writer, production designer and producer who worked in a number of films with and beyond family-founded production company Sampagita Pictures. Maceda lived a life dedicated to her passion for creating films and she helped organize multiple organizations. Among them are the Movie Workers Welfare Foundation, the Film Academy of the Philippines, the Experimental Cinema of the Philippines, and the Philippine Motion Pictures Producers Association. Our condolences to the family. Shifting gears now onto some sports action. The top-seeded Milwaukee Bucks staved off elimination by outlasting the Miami Heat in overtime, 118-115. In Game 4 of the Eastern Conference semifinal series, Chris Middleton erupted for 36 points, including a clutch three-pointer and two free throws to seal the win. The Bucks won despite losing reigning MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo in the second quarter. The Greek freak re-aggravated his sprained right ankle and his status for Game 5. Well, that is still up in the air. Over in the West, LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers have even up their series with the Houston Rockets. LeBron had a great all-round game. He had 28 points, 11 rebounds and 9 assists. While Anthony Davis added 34 markers as the Lakers won Game 2. 117 to 109. Well, prior to the pandemic, tennis superstar Novak Djokovic was so good this year that many experts were saying the only man who could beat him was himself. Well, that's exactly what happened on Sunday at the U.S. Open. The world number one got himself disqualified from his fourth round match after he accidentally struck a line judge in the throat with a tennis ball. Djokovic was trailing his opponent Pablo Carreño Busta 5-6 in the first set when he angrily smacked a ball behind him, not knowing the line judge would become its unintended recipient. Djokovic immediately approached the match official to apologize, then pleaded his case to the umpire and tournament officials to no avail. Being a good sport, the Serb accepted the ruling and shook hands with his opponent. Prior to this, Djokovic had won 26 straight matches and was the favorite to win his 18th Grand Slam title.
And that's today's edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Stay at home, stay safe, while we stay with us here on the News Channel.